the social introvert. I woke up this morning so, so excited for Spotify wrapped and I literally log into my account and I literally, all I listened to was like Noah Khan and Taylor Swift and like, you know, just like some cute granola stuff with a little bit of like SZA sprinkled in there, you know? And I, I wake up this morning to <laughs> literally all my top songs and my only artist being Lil fucking Dirt. Ain't no telling what Santa's bringing me for It's December the 24th on an unsilent night. It's so hard to sleep when it's so close to that time. From far and wide, the children try to catch them a peek. Just a little bitty glimpse of an old Saint Nick and the gifts underneath the tree. Sure to bring toys and goodies. Make sure to leave milk and cookies. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast. I'm your host, Sid Davis. This is episode 539. You can find this show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts can be listened to. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I Sid Davis. I have other social media handles as well. The Instagram podcast page is at the Social Introvert Podcast. Twitter is at Social Intro Pod. Hop on TikTok and follow me there at I Sid Davis. And also be sure to take your time out and go follow the official BYNK Radio TikTok page, which is at BYNK Radio. Also, Sing your thoughts, you got any questions, you need any advice, any insight, you want to throw out some recommendations uh, in the email, uh, anime, movies, a television show, doesn't matter. Somebody told me about uh, the new uh, Frasier reboot. Um, Listen, I like Frasier a lot. I really do. Uh, (laughs) I just, I don't know. I like Cheers, so knowing that Frasier is a spinoff of Cheers, I'm just gonna I'm gonna watch it automatically. But yeah, um, I have been watching a little bit of the the new Frasier series on Paramount Plus. Not bad. I like it. I I, I really like it. Uh, not a lot of the characters from the original return, unfortunately, but I, I think it's I think it's still cool. You know, Frasier has kids now, which is, you know, the, the dude got around a lot. So it was bound to happen that the, the man had kids somewhere or another. Who knows? But, um, yeah, I, I like this new Frasier series. It's not bad. And um, I think I was told, I think my homeboy told me that season two of Halo is coming. Finally. Uh, the, the the really bad show that came out, I think, in 2020, was it 2021 when, when the first season of Halo came out? Or 2022? My bad. 2022 is when it came out. And it was so bad that I blocked it out of my mind. Completely forgot about it. Just, I, I forgot it existed. So there's an announcement for Halo Season 2 premiering in 2024. I'm not watching it. I don't care. I mean... <laughs> If you're giving me what you gave me in season one, and I'm pretty sure y'all give me the same thing, I'm I'm not going to give it any hope. But if you're giving me what 
y'all gave me in season one. Y'all can keep it. I'm cool. Not going to watch it. Not interested. It's just sad that you got all of these other properties and shows that are still on the cutting room floor or not even on the cutting room floor, but in development hill, I should say, um, that are just waiting to get off the ground. Like shows that are potential movies that are potential. For instance, there's a show thing on oh, no, my bad movie. A movie apparently that was supposed to be used as a tax write-off. They were just going to just do away with it. or I don't know what they were trying to do. I think I heard government name briefly touch on this, but it didn't go that much in detail. The movie is called Coyote vs. Acme. It's a Looney Tune movie. And the premise of this movie, I can just tell you the premise of it. Wiley Coyote is looking to sue Acme. Um, it is set in the real world with, of course, just like how Looney Tunes back in action and, and Space Jam was. But this is centered around Wiley Coyote and him wanting to sue Acme for like damages and shit from the past that um, that he's endured from trying to catch the Roadrunner. I don't I don't see how this was pushed to the wayside, but it's a genius idea. But Warner Brothers. Uh, they weren't going to do anything with it, but there's been a lot of backlash. So uh, this movie is going to get off the ground pretty soon. And they're just, I guess they're going to shop it around to see who they're going to sell it to, I guess. I don't know. Uh, here's an article. Let me see where this is off of. I don't, I don't know if this is a reputable source. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really trust Hollywood Reporter. But with this movie in the story surrounding it, um, uh, I think this has some actual factuals that, you know, I have confidence reading this article, even though it's Hollywood Reporter, but whatever. Uh, the move gave some creatives pause. I don't know how you could see the movie and then go, that couldn't happen to me. The studio will now allow director Dave Green to shop his live action slash animation hybrid movie to other potential buyers instead of shelving the project for a tax write-off. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed. Amazon is said to be a contender with screenings for potential buyers taking place this month. Hack was first to report this news of the reversal. The move comes days after the Hollywood Reporter broke the news that Coyote vs. Acme would become Warner's third already shot film to get shelved after previously mixing nearly completed projects Batgirl and Scoob Holiday Haunt in August 2022. Oh, Scoob had a sequel? coming oh shit that's okay whatever um after batgirl and scoob were dumped a group of filmmakers with business at the studio started a text chain a support group of sorts to share their hopes and their anxieties as well as encouragement and tips for navigating the studio the one question all of them had what was going to happen with their movies the coyote cancellation rolled the creative community perhaps even harder than batgirl and scoob because those had been positioned as a one-off change in strategy never to happen again. According to sources, after the Coyote vs. Acme news broke last week, several filmmakers instructed reps to cancel meetings they had on the books with Warners, but now the Coyote may ultimately find a new home. These filmmakers are taking a wait-and-see approach. Unlike Batgirl, Coyote vs. Acme was fully completed and had tested multiple times. According to sources who had seen the film, which stars Will Forte, John Cena, and Lana Condor, 
Coyote vs. Acme is a popcorn-style crowd-pleaser. Coyote vs. Acme is a great movie, tweeted writer-director Ben David Grabinski, who worked with Green on Happily. The best of his kind since Who Framed Roger Rabbit. The leads are super likable. It's beautifully shot. The animation is great. The ending makes every oh everyone cry. <laughs> I thought the goal of this business was to make hit movies. Yeah, so I was like, okay. I remember when Government Name talked about it and they said there was supposed to be this Looney Tunes movie coming out, but it's, I guess, going to be used as a tax write-off. I'm like, who in the hell would just do that? Because anytime, anytime Warner Brothers got together and said, hey, we're doing a new Looney Tunes movie or something like that, like, it was, it was a go. Like, it it was undoubtedly a go. Like there was, there wasn't going to be any holdups on it. When it came out, the release date was final, and hey, we was just going to sit around and wait for it till it came out. I don't see anywhere in the world where a Looney Tunes movie, even now, yes, it's 2023. Kids like different things. Looney Tunes is something that existed for decades, but I don't see Looney Tunes even in 2023 being something forgotten or just. Oh, who cares? People aren't going to like this. Like, that's bullshit, especially adults now. Like, even me. I he, Give me a, a Wile E. Coyote Roadrunner movie right now. I'm watching. I'm going to watch it because I really, really enjoy shit like that. And it's it's still funny. It's stupid. And hey, it's entertaining. Uh, there's another Looney Tunes movie in the works right now. I, I think it's. I can't remember the name, but the concept of it is supposed to be like the end of the world or some weird crap like that. But I think it centers around Porky Pig or something like that. But um, apparently that's not going to be affected. They're just going to go ahead and push that through. I think it's fully animated versus with this movie. Of course, Coyote versus Acme is a hybrid of animation and real world style, which in some cases, it's a good or it could be a bad thing. Like uh, the the Tom and Jerry thing was terrible. Uh, there, there's been a few other movies that they've tried to do this with and it didn't turn out so well. But I trust them. This is something that I've been wanting to see for a long time. I'm like, damn, when are they going to get like Wile E. Coyote in a Roadrunner movie? Like, when are they going to revisit that again? You know, not just animated, but what if they took that? And put it in a real world setting or something like that. But I'm like, no, they, they probably won't even entertain the thought. And here we are. Except it, it's nothing that I would have imagined. Wiley Coyote in a courtroom setting defend, trying to defend himself. Uh, <laughs> and suing a company that has caused him trauma due to the their products that he's used to try to catch his prey. Uh, the Roadrunner. That's genius as hell. I'm just like, who passes that up? Who even entertains the thought of saying, oh, we're just going to shelve it and use it as a tax write off. That's crazy. But um, I, I see this being aimed more towards adults. I'm, I'm pretty sure kids might see it. But I think this is I think this will be more relatable towards people like me who kind of got introduced to Looney Tunes and grew up with them and seeing all the different types of iterations even older people 
who are familiar with Looney Tunes. I'm pretty sure this will be up their alley as well. Um, I'm glad it's getting shopped around. Please put this on a streaming service. I would love to see it on Amazon Prime. I would. Uh, hey, you let me know the date and the time or whatever when you decide to put this on Amazon Prime, and I'm there. I I'm right there in front of my TV watching it. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad this is getting to see the light of day. Anyway, let's move on from that. Let's get into some new music. But real quick, that song that you heard in the beginning of this episode is called Santa's On His Way by Drum. Off of his new EP, Black Santa. It's available on all these streaming platforms. Go check it out. Uh, I love Drum, man. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, he is in good spirits now. Uh, he's made another Christmas project. Um, this time without his mother. I think he was planning to do it with his mom again. And, you know, of course, his, his mother passed. And, and losing a parent, man, um, sheesh, I'm not even going to get into it, man. It's, that's, it's, that's a whole nother ball game. But I'm, I'm glad to see that Drum is back making music again. His album from last year, which was uh, called What, what Had Happened Was, is great. Uh, the deluxe edition is dope, too. And I can't wait to see what he has coming next, man. I'm just, I'm a big fan of Drum. I hope to see him live someday. But we're going to move on to some more music. Um, I'm going to play a couple more songs off of this specific project with Drum. Uh, the next track that I'm going to play off of here is called Go Santa. Check it out. The Social Introvert. Like, this is not me. Who did this? 
Who did this to me? I am so upset. I literally feel like I'm going through the five stages of grief right now and I am just like in fucking denial. Once again, that's Go Santa by Drum off of his brand new Christmas EP. Black Santa is available on all music streaming platforms. So we have a new movie that's coming out next year in the month of March. And it's called The American Society of Magical Negroes. And is uh, is causing an uproar right now. Black people are offended. For some reason, white people feel offended by this. And there's just a bunch of people crying and complaining about this movie. This, I, From what I see this as, I can already tell. I haven't even seen the trailer for it. And I can already tell you from images and what they're trying to do is create this actual almost as if it's like a Harry Potter style story but it, it touches on the trope of the magical Negro basically trying to make white people feel more comfortable or in, in some form or fashion the black character in whatever movie you can think of is used in a way to I guess I guess to have white people feel less guilty about feeling the way that they feel about us. You know what I'm saying? Um, it is a trope that has been used since probably I say the 1930s and the 40s, somewhere around there. And it's a very, very racist trope. Like it's such a tired and boring trope. And <laughs> I don't hear so many black people complaining about this because on one hand, you can you can be offended by this magical Negro. It's a very offensive thing to do in a film. Okay, uh, so black people being offended is understandable. The fact that white people right now are sitting here on YouTube or Twitch or wherever they're they're streaming from and saying how offended they are is hilarious because if they were truly offended by this movie. Or the concept of the magical Negro, you would have nipped that shit in the butt a long time ago. We got movies like Ghost with Patrick Swayze. And before you say, what do you mean that? What, what does Ghost have to do with it? Whoopi Goldberg's character. Okay. Then you have other movies like The Help. Then you have The Green Book with uh, Mahershala Ali and... Uh, What's his name? I can't think of his name. Vigo, Mor uh, I think it's uh, Vigo Mortensen from 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 Lord of the Rings, who played uh, uh, Arag Aragorn, I think. I think that was his name. It's been a long time since I've read the Lord of the Rings books. Forgive me. Uh, other movies. What Hancock had very, very, very slight undertones of magical Negro, if you really paid attention to it. Um, I said Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore, right? Um, what's another one? Oh, shit, go figure. Another Whoopi Goldberg movie, Karina Karina. Like, <laughs> what's another one? Magical Negro, Magical Negro Concepts. Um, oh, man, it's, it's, it's leaving my brain. I had it right there. Shit, the Blind Side, oh, wow. Uh, what's that 90s movie? White Man's Burden. Um, there's so y'all get y'all get the gist of where I'm going with this. Come on, 
if white people were so upset and offended and they would have nipped all of this shit in the bud. None of these movies would really exist like that. Then you have real world situations where a white a white person might feel how they feel about black folks. But when it comes to people like um, a, a Tiger Woods or a Michael Jordan or a LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, so on and so forth. Anybody in sports who is of uh, African ancestry. Oh, they are the cream of the fucking crop. Like that is just. Yeah, man, nobody's better. You know where I'm going with this. Fam, knock it off. I'm so tired of this. The movie's not out yet. And no, I don't want to be those people to say that, oh, the movie's not out yet. You haven't even seen it. But in this case, um, give it some time. Just give it some time. And let's see what this movie is. For, for people who go to see this movie, I want to hear what they have to say. Because I'm pretty sure... Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a movie set around satire. I don't think this is going to be in the way of something just literal, like, oh, the magical Negro, da, 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 whatever. I don't think it's going to be like that, but people are treating this right now as if it is for some reason like that. If you were so offended, I'm talking to white folks, if you were so offended by this, the concept of magical Negroes in TV shows and movies would have never existed. Oh, I can think of another one. Touched by an Angel. Oh, shit. I can do this all day. I can do it all, I can do it all day, man. Stop playing with me. This is why I'm so blessed and thankful of being a pop culture nerd. Uh, I, I, I don't know, fam. Now, personally, me, how do I feel? I don't know why we're getting this movie. Uh, I, I, hmm, how do I say this? If you were looking to garner some, some shock value and attention, you got it, buddy. You got it. You, you did the damn thing, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it works. You, you got folks attention. The movie comes out March, 2024. So, I mean, there's something to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I'm so taken aback and I'm so aggravated when we have movies like Black Panther and even movies before that, you know what I'm saying? Where, where you have a black cast and you didn't have anything of, of racism and just dumb shit involved like that. Like you can have a very well thought out competent film with a black cast and it's just you don't have to have all of the like history of racism or, oh, this symbolizes the slave trade and the transatlantic. All You don't have to do any of that. You can have movies like that. And that's what people have been asking for. Now, some people, you know, I said, well, the black audience, there's some of them out there who don't necessarily pay attention to a lot of pop culture like that unless it's just being pushed and pushed and pushed constantly. For instance, Black Panther, first time in a long time where you had the majority of black audiences be like, wow, like, whoa, what is this? They go and see it. This movie sells like crazy, right? For black creators, it puts a battery in their back to say, hey, we're going to do other things outside. of. We can do superhero things too, but we can do other movies outside of just a superhero trope uh, with a black cast and it not be with 
just some bullshit undertone or symbolisms of racism and all of that. Like we could do something different. Like if, if white people can sit here and talk about the atrocities and the things that they face, but completely ignore it and create cool fantasy shit like Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Hey, we can sit here and create some uh, fantastical and otherworldly things too. Like why not? But it's like Hollywood doubles down and say, oh, no, 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 no. This is what we're going to do here. And just and simply just be stuck in our, our rhetoric and status quo and just feed into the bullshit. Like, who cares if your movie sold a billion dollars at the box office? Who cares that, uh, that there's an audience for this? We're still going to double down. And this is what you still are as black folks. We don't give a shit about you. That's simply what it is at the end of the day. And I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm really tired of it. I would encourage black creators um, and they're already doing. There's a lot of them out there that are simply just making their own thing and they're not going to be bogged down by the Hollywood bullshit. And I commend them for that. But we need more to fall in line and do what they want to do and stop. We don't have to rely on this shit anymore. We don't have to rely on Hollywood, period. Now, I may be wrong, too. I may be 100% wrong in saying that white people can't be offended by this whole magical Negro thing, but <laughs> you gotta, you really gotta sit down and think if it's so offensive to them, the concept of the magical Negro would have been nipped in the butt a long time ago. The trope would have died out and you still have these movies going on. That trope would have died out a long time ago. Okay. So if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Please correct me. I'm willing to take criticism and, and be corrected 100%. I'm not against that. But come on, fam. Like, something's got to give. Y'all sit here. These are the same people who sit here and me as a black person or anyone else criticizes the blind side. Like, I criticized the shit out of the blind side when it first came out. I wasn't fooled one bit. Um, I criticized the shit out of the help. I don't care for that movie either. Uh, Karina, Karina, not impressed. Any of these movies with you, with the whole match, we see right through it. But anytime I've criticized it, there was some white person who, who just looked at me like I was crazy and, and then just got up in arms and defended the hell out of those movies. So, I mean, like, come on, who, you're not really fooling nobody. And I, I think it's, it's cute, you know, jumping on YouTube and, feeling a certain way you gotta voice your opinion it's great wonderful but i'm not buying it one bit uh i'll watch the trailer but i'm pretty sure this movie is set on satire it's kind of like a joke within itself and people are probably upset based on the titling of this the american society of the magical negro like uh, we'll see what happens from here anyway yeah, man. So I didn't even realize this. This over the weekend, Aquaman 2. What is it called? The Aquaman, the, the kingdom or something? I don't know. I don't care. I'm not going to see that shit. But this movie uh, is the definitive ending of the DCEU. And now it's going to transition into James Gunn's version of what the DCEU or whatever they're calling it. I don't know. Okay. All I say is James Gunn, 
and I've said it a couple times on this podcast, good luck. That's all I'm going to say. Do I have faith? No, not at all. Tell you why. Uh, Henry Cavill is no longer Superman. I don't care. So anything like involving Superman, unless it's animated, uh, I don't care at all. Uh, ben Affleck is not Batman anymore. I really enjoyed seeing him as Batman. He beat the hell out of them dudes in that warehouse in Batman versus Superman. No matter what I think about the movie. But I think it's one of the greatest uh, Batman fight scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. And um, I stand on that. And it sucks because we're not getting that no more. And uh, I just, I don't care. I still can't believe the Flash movie was, uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman's canceled. Um, Cyborg. I feel so bad. I feel so bad for him. Goodness gracious. Uh, for some reason, they hate Green Lantern. Uh, uh, the the John Stewart Green Lantern. I don't know what their deal is with him. Well, I know what it is, but I'm going to just, I'll leave it alone. It, it sucks, but James Gunn, good luck. We'll see what happens from here. And uh, yeah, I completely forgot Aquaman was out this weekend. So I don't know. All I did was pass the theater. Like where I was, I was at like the, the store that I was at is by that theater. And I was considering of going to watch Godzilla Minus One again because they extended the, uh, the theater run for it. Godzilla minus one is doing so well. <laughs> wow, I'm shocked. the The budget apparently wasn't 15 million dollars. The director even came out and said he wishes it was 15 million dollars. But however much it was, fam, for a movie to look like that right there, and it not cost like at least 50 million dollars, that's impressive as fuck. It's so impressive. So, yeah, I was trying to go see Godzilla Minus One again. They extended it. So I think I think I'm going to go see Godzilla Minus One again somewhere at the top of January. Um, I really did like that movie a lot. And I'm, I'm not blowing smoke. Listen, Godzilla's Godzilla to some people. They think it's just some big monster knocking shit over and whatever. But... I think what I was so impressed by with this Godzilla movie is the characters. In some cases, I get annoyed with characters, but this time, it, well, in other iterations of Godzilla, okay, uh, I root for Godzilla, right? I really like him. In this one, I really, 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 really hate Godzilla. I don't even, I don't like Godzilla in this movie because you feel for the characters. It's this guy who uh, who suffers from sur uh, survivor's guilt. Um, he has to take care of a little girl that's not even his and look after a woman that um, I don't think they're intimate necessarily, but uh, it, it comes off of that way. So it's him, this woman and the little girl in his and it's just this small family unit. They try to make it work. Just so happens they have a giant lizard attack in the city after they tried to repair Japan, uh, you know, post war, you know, and it, it's a romance war film 
with a giant lizard and uh, sounds weird but it's it's compelling it's great uh, had me on the edge of my seat love that movie and i can't wait for it to come out on blu-ray because i'm buying the physical copy immediately the moment it comes out i'm buying it um i have shin godzilla i think shin godzilla came out in 2016 or 2017 but i have it in blu-ray so i mean it only makes sense for me to buy the physical copy of minus one when it comes out so yeah man um not much has been going on we are embarking at the end of the year i'm not dropping an episode thursday i was considering or not even dropping at all this week but i said you know what let me give him one more episode for 2023 it's the most i can do let me just let me give him one more episode but this year has been an interesting year, a very interesting year. A lot of things have happened. Um, overall, um, this year has not really been much of a problem, except with the situation that I'm dealing with, man, is the housing market is dash garbage. Oh, my goodness, bro. <laughs> that the, the housing market is horrendous. I encourage anybody to become a homeowner, but with the prices of where they have these houses sitting at, kiss my ass. You can kiss my ass. They want to sit here and try to get you to, oh, you know, 10% buyer's premium or, you know, down payment 10%. Like, no, I'm not putting 10% down. Oh, 20, I don't even think 20% will suffice, man. Like, if you're trying to acquire a house right now, I encourage you, if you have it, putting at least 30 to 40% of that down of how much the house is. Like, this is complete bullshit. And then I don't blame people for moving out of this country in droves because that's what's happening now. May not be hearing much about it, but what's happening now, people are fleeing the United States of America. At first, it was just New York and California that they were they were fleeing out of there to go to Texas and other parts of the South, you know, in the country area and start over there. But there, there's some people that are like, I'm done. I'm going overseas and I may never come back. I might just get dual citizenship. And then every once in a while, I'll come here to see my loved ones. But people are getting the hell out of here because they already see it. Do not give me the green light to get the hell up out of here because... If that happens, and I just got my passport last week, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm not playing. <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out of here. It'll be Sid Davis, the Social Introvert Podcast of BYNK Radio International. God damn it. I don't care. Because this is not cool for what's happening right now. Overall, this year has been a good year. But uh, for some folks... It's not going so well. I mean, people's loved ones are—they're—they're they're losing their loved ones. Um, the the falling out, from what I hear from friends, that uh, they, they're falling out with other people that they know, or falling out with family members. Um, I've suffered that this year, falling out with family members and just keeping my distance. Um, people seeing people. Uh, all my life growing up, I looked up to them like they could do no wrong only 
to become disappointed and, you know, simply just realize, hey, they're human. That's what humans do. Yet they're, the, the whole title, just because they're your brother or sister or uncle, I, mom, dad, grandma, just because they hold that title does not mean anything. They're just human and humans will do human things. But overall, uh, this year has been pretty pleasant to me. Uh, I, I got I have four dream cars. One of those I've acquired this year. And uh, yeah, but I, I still got to I still got to do some work on it, man. I'm I'm so aggravated. bro. <laughs> I want to drive my shit. I want to drive my shit. But uh, yeah, it, it's cool that I finally got that car. I don't know which one I want to get next. It might be the BMW E30, the uh, the 1992 BMW E30. Um, I know that's going to be hard as hell to find, but whatever. I'm ranting right now. I'm just not ranting, but um, r on a tangent, as they say. But I'm I'm ready to see what 2024 is going to bring. Honestly, not really. Um, I'm just going to make some shit happen, regardless. I'm going to keep it pushing, keep it going. Um, I'm going to spend uh, my my Christmas and Boxing Day. Because I'm, I'm just off. I'm not going to be doing anything except for maybe just chilling and writing down things. But just trying to plan out content-wise what I'm going to do for 2024. And kind of focus a little bit on the financial market and politics Here's one thing they don't say either, uh, going in another direction, the financial market, the just, I really didn't know how serious it would be once you become obsessed with money. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, because on one hand, I'm thinking a certain way when it comes to money, but then the other is like an angel and devil thought process when it comes to money that's how obsessive i've gotten over it and <laughs> me uh under the table deals with people of buying vehicles and shit like that or uh, just you know under the table exchanges when it comes to doing like housework and shit, just speeding up the process with certain things i'm getting a little too out of hand with it and it's it's kind of scaring me a little bit and i'm like this ain't the same shit from five to ten years ago where I was just like struggling and trying to figure out how I'm going to do this or how I'm going to pull this off. Now I'm kind of like like talking to somebody like, hey, I know buddy from such and such. Get up with him or call him and y'all can do some business like that. And of course, nothing crazy or illegal. But, you know, when you know folks, they also know others that could probably cut you a deal rather than trying to go to some big company and paying out the ass for something that <laughs> is so unnecessarily expensive. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, it, it's kind of scary, especially when you get the hang of it. You're kind of like, what can I do next? And I, I just think all of this has been a result of me starting the podcast. I think it's just being so consistent with the podcast week after week after week after week since 2017 there's there's been a couple of weeks here and there throughout the years where i didn't drop an episode but for the most part i've just i've been extremely consistent with this podcast and 
I think it does something where it'll push you even further into doing other things or to getting other things done, like no matter what. And uh, I'm thankful for that. But yeah, and I, I'm rambling, y'all. My fault. <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, whatever y'all want to do, whatever y'all want to go after, go after that. Keep it going. Get it done. Don't let nobody talk you out of doing nothing. Don't lo- don't let anyone's opinion sway you from doing something that you want to do. Um, j- y'all know. Y'all grown. Y'all know what to do. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, that wraps this episode up for me. Thank you for listening to episode 539 of the Social Introvert Podcast. Real quick, shout out to my favorite podcasters. Y'all know who y'all are. 12 Kyle. John Effect Podcast, Random Tandem, uh, Conversation Con Artist, Stakes is High Podcast, Two Awkward Millennials, Tackless Know-It-All. Of course, of course I can't forget about the BYNK family. Shout out to Government Name Podcast with Shogun and Cole Jackson. Shout out to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast with Rain Coleman. And shout out to the host of the Sex with Friends Podcast, Whitney Janae. Last but not least, shout out to our BYNK blog content creators. I'm also a blog content creator as well. You can go to BYNKradio.net, go to the lifestyle section, scroll down to you see Grown Man Shit with Robin Mortal, Jasmine Blue by Jasmine Blue, and yours truly, of course, Social Introvert. Every Thursday evening, make sure you tune in to Thursday Night Lights, which is a radio show hosted by Cole Jackson himself. Every Thursday evening from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time. Just go to the website, bynkradio.net. Stay at the top of the page at the header. Now, if you're not listening to it on your desktop or Safari on your phone, simply just go into the phone to the Apple Store, the Google Store, whatever, Android Store, whatever they're calling it, (laughs) and download Radio King, which is an app. Radio King is an internet radio hosting app. Once you have it downloaded, go into the search bar, type in BYNK Radio, and you can listen to Thursday Night Lights that way also. Replays of Thursday Night Lights. If you missed the original airing of Thursday Night Lights on Saturdays, the replays are at 12 noon Central Time. The Social Introvert Podcast and BYNK Radio have linked up to put out a monthly playlist soundtrack for the podcast itself so all the episodes that you heard throughout the specific month like august or september october and november you can listen to those songs within whichever particular episode in a form of a playlist it's available on spotify december is underway we're almost done with december well shit we are done with december what am i talking about uh This is the last episode of the year. And uh, at the time of this recording as well, Terradome Highway Podcast is back. Um, I had to get a few things out of the way. And uh, the latest episode is already out, which is Friday the 13th, part three. And I give my thoughts on that. You know, if you're a horror movie buff like me, you've heard, I guess, uh, opinions about part three from some others. And uh, you're definitely going to hear my thoughts on part three, because part two 
I've already talked about. Um, I don't really care for Friday the 13th Part 2. I don't like Baghead Jason for some reason. I just, I don't like him. And I don't like the protagonist of uh, Part 2 either. I don't, she's cool, she's smart, but I just don't like her. She's boring. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Terradome Highway, which is a horror movie podcast, it is back. That is my second podcast. Um, I had to take a bit of a hiatus on and off type of thing. Just is really difficult hosting two podcasts. Uh, did not realize that going into it, and I quickly uh, realized how how uh, just challenging it was to keep up not only with this one but the ideas and everything that was floating through my brain for Terradome Highway of what can I do with this. Uh, what I was simply trying to do was almost make it the same as the Social Introvert podcast. As far as what I do with this podcast, I have clips in here most of the time at the beginning and the end um, and just other music choices. And I was trying to do that with Tear Dome Highway. And I got overwhelmed really quick. And it was just, I'm like, all right, I got to take a step back for a second. So, um, yeah, that, that was... That was a bit of a challenge, but I'm going to spend some time, take my time and, and drop an episode on one specific day. I'm not going to sit here and sparingly just drop an episode on a Monday and then again on a Thursday. And then you might not get another one till like uh, Sunday and then two weeks go by and then you'll get it. I'm not going to do that anymore. So like I said, at the time of this recording, Friday, the 13th part three's episode is already out. Um, and then the next one after that is my overall thoughts of the Goosebump series, the brand new Goosebump series on Hulu. And um, within, you know, in the meantime, I'm going to gradually work my way into making Terradome Highway sound like a legit horror movie podcast because um, that's not fair to horror fans. And me as a horror fan and horror movie buff, that's not fair to me at all. Uh, and uh, I, honestly, I can do better with that. I can do a hell of a lot better. But as always, take care of each other. Most importantly, take care of yourselves. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Boxing Day. And a Happy New Year. And I'll see you, uh, see you in 2024. Peace. The social introvert. Santa Claus just came to town, but you give me joy all year round. The greatest gift there is to me can't be found under the tree. Chestnuts by an open fire, caroling with family. Gathering round, hand in hand, that's what Christmas means to me. It makes me happy to see your face. Day. And it makes no difference on how long it's been. That'll never matter. Cause I love you now like I loved you then. This is the season to get back together. Cause gifts are lovely. But love is forever. Here and now is all we have. So let's make the most out of our special. I'm literally so mad right now.
Whoever hacked into my Spotify account and listened to Lil Durk for 21,000 fucking hours this year, I hope you rot. You have ruined my entire life. BYK Radio.